0: You're tuned into The Barrage Sports Show.
1: So let's get right into it. Let's go. Let's get some mamas cooking real quick.
0: Oh, we got to talk about, about Kwame Brown.
1: I didn't even know who this man was until last week. <laughs> so the week of the 17th of May. I'm like, who is this man? Who is was Kwame Brown? I didn't know who he was, but I liked what he was saying. Let's talk about it.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, Kwame Brown is, for those who have been living on another planet, let me just kind of give you a little backstory. Kwame Brown is the first number one pick coming straight out of high school. Yep. And he was drafted by the GOAT, the greatest player of all time, Michael Jordan. Mm. And he had a, a really good career. Like people kind of dog him as being a bust, but Kwame Brown played in the NBA for 13 seasons which that's not an easy feat to do. At all. He made a total of $64 million in contract money and another $35 million in endorsement money. Yeah. So for 20 years, from the day he got drafted till up until now, people have been coming for him, cracking jokes about him, saying he was a bust because he was a number one pick and he didn't end up being an MVP and an all-star. And they were talking like this man didn't have a great career, and now he's clapping back. So that's just catching those up. The few people who, who don't know what Kwame Brown has been doing. So he's been clapping back. Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson, Stephen, Stephen Smith, Charlemagne the guy, Anybody who ever put their name in his mouth, he's been lighting a fire on them.
1: So do you agree with Kwame Brown? Do you think he's right?
0: Absolutely.
2: I like I like the energy. You know, it's uh these commentators, they could be ruthless at times. They they can come at the players on and off the court. And most of them, you know, like Stephen A, Skip Bayless, they can't hoop. They didn't make it to the NBA. <laughs> True. They have nothing. They don't know what it takes to get to that level. Right. But yet they can critique and pick apart, which is all good. You know, that's part of barbershop talk. That's part of what sports fans do. But it gets to a certain point where you know, the players, if they say anything, they get fined. They get, you know, It's they could lose sponsorships if they say anything back. So I like Kwame Brown, you
0: know, defending himself. I think he, he has every right to do that. But is he going too far, though? Because, I mean, if you hear him, he's making some valid points about mm. how they're tearing down a black man how they're really trivializing his accomplishments cuz he said he was poor and lived yeah. in homeless shelters didn't have any shoes and to rise to the number 1 pick in the draft and to stick in the league for 13 seasons didn't go down to to the you know to the G C- at the at that time it was the CBA he didn't drop down to the CBA he didn't go overseas he was an NBA player for 13 seasons but do you think he's Kind of going a little bit too far because he's not just talking about the game. I mean, he's going on very personal attacks. Yeah, I mean, I, you know that could be said,
2: but I think I think um, you know he's been attacked personally as well. You know, people were talking about his family. You know, he's had some. Uh, his family has some people that have uh, you know been in jail and things like that. And people are kind of trying to throw that, throw shade. You know, you know how these commentators are. So, I mean, I think. I think he has every right to say what he has to say. You know, it's only so long. It's been uh, well over a decade. He's just been getting dumped on and dumped on. So I feel like it's a lot of like built up energy, and he has a platform. He's going
0: viral. So I think that's fueling it too. Yeah, because now Matt Barnes, want to box him. You know, he just hey, invited... set it up on a uh, trailer. <laughs> right. On the uh, <laughs> 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 put him on the uh, the Mayweather card with uh, Logan Paul. And and dude, he did something that April. You could you could. Attest to this because I know you you listen to the Breakfast Club every now and then. He made Charlemagne the God apologize. Yeah, mm. he
1: actually made him Donkey of the Day, his own self Donkey of the Day, Charlemagne the God. That was the first time in like the eleven years the Breakfast Club has been out that Charlemagne declared himself the Donkey of the Day, and you know Charlemagne is known for saying a lot of reckless things. But to answer your question. Think Kwame Brown is justified in everything he is saying mm. he's like hey you want to call me a bust yet he made 64 million dollars over the course of his career in the NBA 10 seasons you want to call me a bust seasons. 13 seasons you want to call me a bum hey and you want to still talk about me 20 years later let me cook you real quick <laughs> it is what it is That's
0: that mama's cooking as he say you don't exactly. know nothing about my mama cooking yeah <laughs> but but like okay but He kind of like, okay with Matt Barnes that, you know, everybody know about the Derek Fisher thing, his wife. He went there. Charlemagne, the God had some allegations of some sexual improprieties. He went there. I mean, he's going on some hard levels. So y'all think that that's justifiable? Because, I mean, you know, as they say back in the old days, those are fighting words. He's spitting some fighting words.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think with the Charlemagne situation, I think since Charlemagne brought up some personal things about Kwame Brown's family, some very serious crimes that he, you know, accused his family members of being about and saying how crazy his family was. So I think Kwame Brown was like, okay, you want to air out dirty laundry? I'm gonna air out your dirty laundry. Mm. Is it petty? Yes. Um, so but in terms of like more of the lighthearted stuff with him kind of roasting Matt Barnes Stephen A. Smith Stephen A. has been I saw a YouTube video Going back years of just Stephen A. He's on a college campus He's talking about different things in basketball And yet he always brings up Kwame Brown So I just think Kwame Brown Like Shannon Sharp says Hey he's just defending himself After all of these years
2: mm. Yeah cause you know Stephen A. would just Bring him up the conversation Have nothing to do with even basketball and he would find a way to throw digs at, at, at Kwame still. And I think that, uh, you know, you got to look at it for what it is. These guys, these commentators have literally built their careers. I mean, look at, uh, you know, guys like Skip Bayless, Stephen A., they built their careers kind of trashing these players. They make millions of dollars a year uh, to, to trash these players. And so it's like you
0: know, they're using him as a stepping stool for their own career. But it's Kwame opening up a door for like a new trend because, mm. you know, sometimes once the first person like pioneers something and yeah. do it kind of like the Rosa Parks type thing. And don't get me wrong. It was another young <laughs> lady even before Rosa Parks, but she didn't get the national media attention. Then when Rosa Parks didn't sit on the back of the bunch, she got the NAACP and all the civil rights leaders behind her. And it started a new thing. And then after that, Blacks was like, you, you're never going to treat us like that again. Right. Mm. So is he kind of Rosa Park in this? It, are ex-athletes or maybe even current athletes going to start clapping back in a different way now? Like, okay, mm. you want to go there? Well, this is what I got to say. Is this is this something new? You know what I mean?
1: I think so. It's definitely, it's just fitting of the times that we're in. This is a social media age. Everyone has an opinion. You can see everyone's opinion simultaneously. And, for example, Kwame Brown, early last week, he had 50,000 followers, subscribers on YouTube. Now he's up to 248,000 subscribers. Wow. <laughs> and we've already seen players like Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Dame Dollar on Twitter. LeBron. And LeBron saying what they have to say and clapping back at these analysts and other people who have a lot of power and media influence. So I think Kwame Brown is actually the icing on the cake. I don't think we'll ever go back to this political correctness. Let me keep my head down and not say anything, especially if you have the coin. Mm. Kwame Brown, did he live up to these expectations like a LeBron? No, he did not. But you can't call him a bum. No, he, he not made a bum $64 at all. million. Dollars. Who? Yeah. How many players? can say they spent thirteen seasons in the NBA. How many players can say that they made millions of dollars playing in the NBA? Yep. Mama's cooking. Mama. <laughs> Keep cooking my and let other people join.
2: Yeah, and uh yeah, that's that's all valid valid points. And yeah, I, I I like I like this trend. I hope it continues. You know, I don't I don't think I think one thing about the internet, you know, it's like It's unrealistic to real life. You know, Stephen A. wouldn't dare say half the stuff he said on TV to Kwame's face. No. (laughs) Period. If they were... uh, in 6'11", 280. Exactly. So it's like, you can't just keep talking about me, make your whole career, make millions of dollars, get new shows and deals just talking bad about me, and I'm not... I can't say anything back, you know? So I I respect it. I think he has every right, and I hope the players continue to uh, clap back at these
0: commentators. Yeah. And you know what, man? I just hope this, man... because him and Matt Barnes because Matt Barnes has to be hot because like I say he's talking about the D Fish stuff and mm-hmm. calling him he's got all sorts of names for him <laughs> I'm not going to repeat them because I don't want nobody coming for me but if you heard Kwame you kind of hear how he's roasting Matt Barnes about his hair and the way he looks and his the situation with his wife just all sorts of things so now they're talking about well if you're in Atlanta come see me and Matt Barnes was even like look man Even if you come do our show, we could box before, we could box during, we could box after. Let's get after it. I just hope and pray they decide to pull a Floyd Mayweather, man, box for charity. Get you know, decide to square up like we saw um, Nate Robinson do it. Yeah, we we saw Mike Tyson do it. So these exhibition fights are hot right now. I would love to see them on like the undercard. Or the next Mayweather exhibition fight. Yeah. So you could, you could, you guys could get if they to box, they could get it off their chest. Nobody goes to jail. It doesn't escalate because you know sometimes you when get, brothers fight in the street, it escalate. Right. The, the crew, the, their crews are even more dangerous than the two guys boxing, and it could become a big thing. It could, it could turn into something much nastier. They could get it off their chest, man to man, square up make some money for charity and we'd be done with it. No police, nothing like that could get involved. I think that would be great to see them on a Floyd Mayweather exhibition undercard fight. You know, Matt Barnes, Kwame Brown, the the first fight of the night, very similar to when uh, Nate Robinson, another hooper did it. Yep, yep, yep.
1: I agree. And speaking on athletes speaking up for themselves, let's go over to Simone Bows, four-time gold medalist in the U.S. Uh, in the Olympics. Known as the GOAT of the Olympics of gymnastics, Simone Bowes, the International Gymnastics Federation, they pre assign scores for the different routines based on the difficulty level.
0: The difficulty of the flips and stuff?
1: Yeah, the difficulty of the skills. Okay. And what the International Federation has decided, because Simone Bowes is so dynamic and she's excelling, they have decided to decrease her difficulty scores. Um, when Mm. she competes and they're saying that they did that in terms of protecting the safety of other gymnasts because they are unable to do what she can do out on the floor and they don't want other gymnasts risking their lives to do these difficult skills that we see Simone Bowles do
0: so is this rule just for Simone Bowles or is it going to affect everybody so like the difficulty so you're saying well let me try to get this right so the difficulty numbers are going to decrease they're not going to have as much weight because all things are they're rated on dif- difficulty and then the technical execution. execution Right. so are you saying because of Simone Biles, the difficulty part won't have as much weight anymore for all of the other uh, athletes because they're saying Simone Biles does stuff too difficult
1: Well, what they basically, yeah. So the the ten plus moves that Simone Biles has created Mm -hmm. in the field of gymnastics, those ten moves, they're going to lower the difficulties uh, scores for those particular moves because Mm. right now she's been the only woman to execute those rules. Execute those skills. Wow. So it's going to be like an even playing field for the other moves that are more traditional and executable for the other professional female gymnasts. So like last last weekend when she was competing in the U.S. competition, Mm -hmm. she was the first woman gymnast ever to land a triple backpipe in the vault. But the difficulty level, they lowered it to a 6.6.
0: Mm. Which What's is the av- highest you can get? Like the, a seven or something like the that? The
1: highest you can get is a nine. Okay. And remember, she's the first woman to ever land it.
0: So the, so the difficulty has to be higher than a six. Exactly. Yeah. It should be, right. It should be a nine if she's the first one to ever do it and right. nobody else ever done it. Wow.
1: So my question is how would this new rule impact her in the Olympics?
0: Well, forget the Olympics. It's just. Even well, I don't. I don't maybe I want to say forget the limit, but that's just racism. I mean, I mean, I, we got to say it. Yeah. yeah. Like, how can you alter a rule? Like, you can't alter a rule to your entire, the entire dynamic of your sport because one person is just so good that you dumb it down for her and affect the everyone else to give them more of a shot to beat her. Yeah. That just doesn't make any sense. I don't understand
2: that. Yeah, it's like uh, like kareem in college when they banned uh duncan yep. you know it's like just because he's better than everybody and in, in this case simone bow she's just she's the goat she's just better than everybody she could do things other women haven't even been able to do you don't lower the bar you you got to inspire other people to achieve that level too you know if they want to have a chance to compete i think that's extremely unfair and then like you said i think race definitely plays a factor in this i mean i, I highly doubt if uh, Simone Biles was was white, they would be changing all these rules. Not at all. Uh, But, you know, it's unfair. But I think she'll still in terms of the Olympics, I think she'll still rise through. I think she's still the best uh athlete on the planet, the uh, best female gymnast of all time. No debate. So I think she'll find a way to push through because that's what great uh athletes do. But uh, this is extremely unfair. Um, and I'm not sure
0: what can be done about that, though. Yeah, I mean, that's not cool because now, if I do one of the most difficult or some of the most difficult flips ever, but my toe don't land as perfect, and then someone else does a, a scaled down version of a move, but then they land their feet perfectly on the dot, and you telling me they could, they're could they beating me, and I'm doing a move that no one else in the world... We talk about Simone Biles, we we're talking about moves that no one in the world can do right. in a sport and moves that some of the women have they've never done. Yep. And you mean to tell me I could walk out of there a loser? Yeah. That's crazy, man.
1: It is crazy and you know, like she said, she was quoted, she told NBC Sports, "Am I in a league of my own?" Yes. But that doesn't mean you can't credit me for what I'm doing. They keep asking us to do more difficulty and to give more artistry give more harder skills, so we do, and then they don't credit it. And I don't think that's fair.
0: That's not mm-hmm. fair. And, and well the, way the, the way the way that sports evolve, people always catch up. Right. You But you gotta see it to be it.
1: Exactly. So
0: you have a Kareem, but now after Kareem, you've had a Shaq, and a Patrick Ewing, and a David Robinson. You know, people always evolve. You had Babe Ruth. Then after Babe Ruth, you had a Henry Aaron, and a and a Barry Bonds and my favorite player of all time, Frank Thomas and all these other great players yep. that people always evolve, people always catch up, but you have to see it to be it. You have to have those pioneers out there that change everything and and take everything to a right. new level. And it inspires the other people. Don't start dumbing it down. Yeah. Let it elevate and go up. That's that's one of the things that's made the NBA so great. Mm-hmm. It Every year, it seems to elevate higher and higher. Look at Steph Curry. Do you take away the three-point shot? Because this dude starts stepping <laughs> exactly. one or two shots past the right. line and just dropping them. Right. Start doing three-point shots on the fast break. No. No. The NBA started evolving.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's like that's like making a three uh, a two-pointer now it was like, oh, no, only Steph and Dame can shoot from back there. So let's make that
0: two points. Yeah.
1: Right, basically. Yeah.
0: And see, she's a woman too. I'm gonna throw that in there. And it's not just racism. Yeah. Because we've seen mm-hmm. probably three or four of the greatest Olympians ever just coming, you know, in recent years. Michael Phelps yep. was just a nobody could even come close to him and swim in swimming. Usain Bolt. Goat. You see what I'm saying? Yep. And they because they men, nobody said we're going to change up all the rules. And, you know, we got to wear heavier shoes because of Usain Bolt or Michael Phelps. But now because a woman is coming to that level of dominance and 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 rising the level and becoming the goat and she's black. Now we going we getting deep now. That's just not right.
1: Right. Man. That's like telling Michael Phelps, hey, you have to wear ankle weights when he was <laughs> at the
0: prime of his career. Right.
1: When he's swimming. You know, yeah. it, it it's just crazy, man. And speaking on crazy, let's talk about the first round playoffs of the NBA. Boy, has it been exciting. It has been lit. We could just first let's kick it off with the Clippers. What's going on? Zero and two.
0: Yeah, as of this podcast, they they've gotten smoked by Dallas. They knocked Dallas out last year. You know, they they were kind of... Barely. (laughs) Barely. You know, but they tried to scrap with Luka. They were being a little overly physical, a little overly celebrating. Cheap shot, Cheap shot. And a lot of people think that they tanked. To make sure they get Dallas in the first round again, they did a little yeah. manipulation. I mean,
2: that, that's what happens when you try to avoid the Lakers. You know, they end up, you know, they they they're gonna die on the sword, you know, because they try to avoid the Lakers in the first round, but they can't deal with Luca, and Porzingis is healthy, and uh, and you know the Clippers was was shocking about them when you look at them. You got Kawhi, you got Paul George, you got Pat Bev. Uh, Rondo, Abaka, all these guys that are known as top tier defenders, but Luka just—it looks like he's in practice. Yeah, <laughs> like they—they they can't do anything with Luca, Tim Hardaway Jr. Oh, he's killing them. Uh, uh Brunson—they everybody just—they're in they're practice right now. I think
0: their practices are harder than the game. <laughs> yeah, that's that's been true. And you know what, man? They walk around. They. <clears throat> They almost got a swag, like, and I'm talking about the Clippers. Like, they won the championship last year. Yeah, yeah. they kind of, they kind of, a little too swaggy, a little too, you know, they're not as, they don't be as hyped. It seems like they're not hungry. <laughs> they're not as right. They, there it is. That's that's what maybe the way to put my finger on it because they're great players. Kawhi's gonna be a first ballot Hall of Fame. Paul George is borderline. Abaka might be borderline. They got some. Talent, you know, and guys that accomplish some things in this league, but they don't seem fired up. They don't seem crazy. Yeah. They don't seem like they—they they just, you know, they—they kind of all seem a little too cool for school. Is that just me or?
2: Yeah, yeah. They kind of—it seems like they walk into the game like they're the team to beat. You know, it's like you got to come beat us. You, the, the—they the, come with the swag like they won like five championships in a row. Yeah, yeah. But you know, they got they got bounced last year by the Nuggets. And uh, looks like so far, I mean, down O two. That's gonna be hard to come back from, uh, and yeah, it's not looking good. And last year they
0: blamed Doc, and now we clearly see, you know, that wasn't the problem. Yeah, well, they they're in a lot of trouble now because uh Luka's on fire, and like you say, with per- when, when Portingas is healthy, they they are a much better team because he's a he's the he's the unicorn. The guy's what seven yep. two or something like that. But he he's like mobile. 7-4. 7-4. But he can move he's not like a stick man. So you know how sometimes people soil cause their owner, man, they he really takes care of them. Everybody got big contracts, you know. Um the he's on the sideline cheering. I I know I know the problem with the
2: Clippers. Okay. They're the Clippers. I mean, like what <laughs> <laughs> <with> you <laughs> expect. God. They're the other Wow. The, they're the other team, you know. I think I think until they get their own stadium, it's just you know, it's just a curse. Like you can't. You, they're not gonna hang a banner in the Staples Center like that's the Lakers stadium. Mm. So I feel yeah. like they need to get their own stadium, get their own identity, and you know they, and mainly they just gotta stop making excuses. Last year they blamed everything on Doc, but now we see y'all, y'all came back, y'all retooled the team, got rid of everybody that y'all didn't like, and y'all it looks like they're about to be in the same situation. We'll see if they turn around.
0: Mm. And you know they got the fourth highest payroll. So mm. like I say, everybody making bread. You know they all got great reputations. You know, but what's they got to do something, man? Like they like, but you might be right that you know that song for Steve Wonder, very superstitious. Yeah, <laughs> riding on wow. But uh, yeah, so maybe that's it. I don't know.
1: I think I think what it is, I think it's ego. Mm. I just think the players when they mesh well. They don't, they mesh well. They, it seemed like they get along, but I think it's like an ego Mm. and granted, you have to have confidence to even make it to the NBA. Yeah. And like, I think the Nets have a lot of ego, but they execute, but it's something with their ego. It's just not working. Like the different egos coming together. I just think that they, like you say, it's just that, or they're walking around like they won last year. Like they're the Lakers, but they're the Clippers. And I think the Nets are, are great but they have a hunger about them. The Clippers are great, but they don't have the hunger. They're like, oh, we can beat this team. It's just like last year when they were in the bubble and they decided not to stay where the other NBA players were staying.
0: Yeah. They just mm. have this
1: like ego about them that's actually hindering their progress because they have too much talent to not be one of the top contenders for the ring this year.
0: That's true. And yeah. you know, think about the Nets, man. Kevin Durant, if you he kind of like got the Kwame Brown thing. You say something about him, he comes back. He could be a little petty. Um, Kyrie Irving has been just different this year. You know, he has a very unique personality. Taking games off, disappearing. James Harden has been especially near the end of the season been dealing with injuries. So, the way they kind of act sometimes off the court, you would think it would impact them on the court. But one thing I can say about them No matter what they say or do, when KD, Kyrie, and Harden get on the floor, they dominate. Dominate. It never affects their game.
1: It doesn't.
0: They can have a controversy. KD can say something controversy getting into it with somebody. Next game, he come back. Bang, bang, bang. You can't stop him. And that's one thing I love you. that's unique about the Nets. They have some different personality. Might be a little quirky, but it never impacts their game. Mm-hmm. they are fun to watch man and they they are obliterating boston right now and mind you uh, brown is out for boston now tatum just got hurt so they're a little under man. i think they're undersized too they tried to bring yeah. in tristan thompson to get some side but that wasn't so they, they, they don't match up well against the nets anyway but man the nets are as of this podcast they're up 2-0 and man they're looking yeah, looks like, like, like a robot bring the broom out, out. yeah
1: yeah they're, they're gonna sweep them but what are we? let's talk about the Bucs and the Heat. I'm going to be honest. I'm quite shocked. I thought it was going to be more competitive than what it is. Yeah. But the Bucs are just acting like the Heat didn't even do anything last year.
0: Well, the, well, the Bucks? well, I'll let Mike, you go, man, because I've been talking a lot. I got to hear what you got to say about this.
2: Uh, you know, and this, this is going to be good for the NBA. It, it seems like so far in round one that Giannis has figured it out. And it may be the addition of Drew Holiday. He may be that third option they always needed. But Giannis, I think he's finally realizing that, you know, in the playoffs he could do the same thing he's been doing in the regular season. Nothing's different. And Middleton's been playing at a high level, Drew Holiday. And they're absolutely dominating the Heat, the former uh, Eastern Conference champions from last year. Yeah. Uh, And I think think another thing is, too, that we saw in the – the difference from last year and this year is the having the fans back for the playoffs. Yeah. Because pretty much any NBA player in practice, they're going to look like Jordan. Yeah. You know, we saw guys <laughs> right. last year, you know, the, the, the biggest one of that being T.J. Warren just looked amazing without the fans and out, uh, without the pressure. Yeah. But I think certain players like a Giannis, like a LeBron, like – a Kobe, they actually get fueled by the crowd. They like the booze. they like the cheers, and so I think that's actually helping Giannis. Um, and yeah, it's looking good. I think
0: I think he may have figured it out. Yeah, and you know what? They added some dogs too, bringing over Bobby Portis. Yep. You talked about Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday, Jeru Holiday, PJ Tucker. They that's something they were kind of missing. Because Giannis and, and, and Middleton, and I love Middleton now. To me, everybody was saying, well, they don't know if Middleton can catch up with Giannis to be that second out. Oh, yeah. He's here now, man. Yeah. And he's putting people on notice. And it kind of happened in the bubble last year. He turned his game to another level in the bubble last year. But they added those a few dogs. Portis is a dog. Tucker is a dog. Mm-hmm. Drew Holiday is a dog. And that's what they would kind of miss because they seemed like they were kind of yeah. like nice guys yeah. Even though we we're, yeah. were a great team the last couple of seasons. Now they got a little more dog package in there. They are gonna be a team to watch, man.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. They they added some some intensity with guys that, you know, bring it on both ends of the court. And you, you know, like you said,
0: it's more fire. You know, they
2: play with a lot more intensity this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. So and and speaking of the Bucks, I thought out there I right now that's my team for the East. I okay. think the Bucks gonna win the East. I just do. I think Giannis is the best player on the planet. Maybe not, and what I mean, not like LeBron best right now. You got Curry in them, But I'm just saying in terms of young talent. Yeah. A skill set we've, like, never really seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this is their yeah. I think they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. I
1: mean, if they keep playing how they are, they're definitely a contender. But, you know, what's been shocking, too, about the playoffs is just the excitement of actually having a pretty good Knicks team. And it's nice to see... Who I think will be Sixth Man of the Year, D Rose, just kind of doing a great job.
2: Well, well, Clarkson already won. Yeah, that's been over. But I mean, he he. I think D Rose finished second in voting, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was close. He was close. But yeah, Clarkson got him. But yeah, the the Knicks are exciting, uh, especially you know being from Chicago. They basically you know just rebuilt the Bulls team. What could have been? Uh, <laughs> you know, they got Taj. They got Rose. Um, Thibodeau, so and they play with that intensity and that scrappiness, um, but they got their
0: hands full with Trey Young right now. Yeah, they do. But I like the fact that the Knicks are back in it, man. It's exciting, you know, because the yeah. Madison Square Garden was rocking in that game, and you had all the stars on the sideline. That's what's going to be good about with the Lakers going home. Now you're going to have the stars out there. Jack Nicholson and all the Hollywood actors. Yeah. Then I love it when New York. And think about it, man. These are like the fun teams. And I'm not downgrading any team. Mm-hmm. But the NBA is better when the Lakers, the Knicks, Philly, Boston. When those like traditional powerhouses are a part of the playoffs. I agree. You know. Yeah, and for And now sure. with the fans coming back. And then you got these up and coming teams like you know atlanta i like i love what uh, the washington wizards have done they've turned it around yep and they're a lot of fun to watch dallas is an up-and-comer it's it's been a lot of fun man because you got the traditional powerhouses and then you got the up-and-comers it's kind of a great blend of uh, both worlds you know
1: it is and as we're filming this podcast the knicks are playing the hawks they're in madison square garden LeBron James just tweeted, "Man, it is live and loud." Yeah, in yeah. Madison Square Garden, the Knicks are up eighty-one seventy-eight with ten minutes left on the clock. So we'll see who wins. Hopefully, it's a one-one. I want this to go to like Game Seven. I
0: want this to go seven, man. And 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 speaking about the Lakers, LeBron called an alley-oop because they're one-one. You know, um, LeBron called an alley-oop from from the brow yesterday, from Anthony Davis. His head was at the rim. He's a, is he, is he made a, is he, a, they need to check his uh, DNA and see if he's an alien or something. Vibranium. Vibranium, <laughs> yeah, Wakanda forever. Because he was just kind of hurt and kind of, kind of gimpy at the end of the year. Even he said he don't know if he'll even be healthy again. And then he came back and caught a oop, head over the rim, one hand throw down. It's crazy, man. Like this guy's. It, you can't hate on LeBron, even if you don't like LeBron. Just give a man credit. We've never seen a player like this. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know,
2: I think this, this is what champions do. Now, I'm. I do think LeBron tweaked his ankle, but I think he took a nice vacation, got his body right right before the playoffs. I think same thing with AD. You know, he he was really hurt, but. You know, it's no point in rushing back. They knew they were gonna make the playoffs and they knew they had the confidence to feel like they could beat whoever was in the first round. Cause now you see like like the Suns, right? They play great in the regular season, you get a top seed, but now Chris Paul gets hurt. Yeah. Again. Again and he seems to always kinda get hurt right when his team needs him the most in the playoffs. It's kind of been a, a trend in his career. Uh, and hopefully he can come back and make this series a little bit more competitive because right now the Lakers are on an up and up. Uh, LeBron seems to be getting healthy, AD is getting getting healthy, and they're all kind of figuring it out. It seems like.
0: Yeah, I agree, but we just got to give LeBron credit. He in, he's in his 18th season, man. Yeah. yeah, and still, still the best player in the league. And just For man, sure. just to have a bunny hops like that. That yeah. alone just makes him. In my opinion, I call him uh, the GOAT 2.0. Mm-hmm. And he even call, he even references himself like that, that he's like the second GOAT. I call him second GOAT or GOAT 2.0. I honestly believe he's right there with Michael Jordan mm-hmm. because we just never seen anybody like that. He's been in the playoffs 15 seasons. Well,
2: so let me ask you this. If LeBron is still behind Jordan, what, what would he have to do to pass Michael Jordan in the GOAT conversation?
0: Mm, that's a good question. He he might pass him, man, because if it's all said and done, like I, I was saying on an earlier podcast, so people out there, check out our podcast from the past. We got some good ones out there. He might pass Wilt as the greatest scorer of all time. Mm. If he gets to make five, maybe six rings, and he's going to have a plethora of other stats that might be than George, in terms of his rebounds and assists, he might that might get him past Jordan. He might be mm-hmm. the GOAT.
2: So so let okay. So if he if he is, you know, top 5 one in points, top 5 in rebounds, assists, all of that, but he doesn't win another championship,
0: is he the GOAT? Ooh, that's a good question. No. I, okay. Tell us why. Why you feel that way? I
1: LeBron James is definitely a GOAT, but to be the GOAT, Jordan's the NBA is what it is today in terms of its popularity, the culture, the different sneakers, the mm. swag because of Jordan. Mm. LeBron is he's a he's a beast. He's definitely a go, but the goat Jordan just shifted the culture without mm. Jordan. The NBA just wouldn't be as popping as what it is today.
0: That's true. Has
1: That's LeBron true. really changed the culture of basketball outside of the court? No, not really. He's just kind of doing what Jordan did in terms of, like, Mm -hmm. Space Jam. His shoes aren't as popping as Jordan. Like, people are still buying Jordans. They're selling out same day, and Jordan hasn't touched a basketball in years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's why I say he can't be the GOAT because Jordan's legacy lives on past him ever playing, you know, professionally. And I think what's LeBron retires, I don't think he'll have that same cultural impact outside of the court.
0: Mm, yeah. And that's true because I always say, I think Jordan is the GOAT because who, what man could have, first of all, he's the first ex-player to be a majority owner of a team. Other players have bought pieces of a team, Shaq, Magic, um, uh, you know, uh, a few other players have bought pieces of a team. But he's the first majority owner of a team, ex-player, okay? Then you think about this. Now, he has his team, the Charlotte Hornets. Of course, they wear all Jordan gear. Yeah. But when visiting teams come, you have players on the other team, some that are signed to his brand wearing his gear. Mm. Then you have a bunch of other players who aren't even signed to his brand wearing his gear.
1: And then you have other sports professional athletes in other sports wearing, wearing his gear.
0: Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> mm. I don't think LeBron's
1: going to have that. I think LeBron is making an impact within himself. He's definitely a goat and I think he's definitely more like politically involved and socially involved in like things outside of the NBA. So he's definitely going to have like an impact on this world. But in terms of like sports, Jordan is who can top that?
0: Mm. Can we Google something? Who do you think? Oh, let's see if this could, this will come up. Can you guys Google who do you think have sold more shoes? Chuck Taylor. Cause you know those are the classic Converse. And those things have been selling like hotcakes for I don't even know when Chuck Taylors first came out. Yeah. Or Air Jordan's.
1: Okay, I'll look it up and uh That's yeah. a
0: good one, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is I, a good one. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Cause, you know, Chuck Taylors definitely have more time. But, you know, it's been so many Jordan re releases and, and they sell out every time. So yeah, I wonder. I wonder how those numbers play out over
0: overall. Um, people forget Chuck Taylors are. That's the people talk about the Jordans, but the first Jordans really was Chuck Taylor, and those things are still selling now. And then they kind of had the impact of Jordan, like how people, you know, don't matter what they were doing, they wore Jordans. People start wearing Chuck Taylors more than just basketball for skateboarding and walking around, and it's the same thing. So, I wonder who sold the most shoes. Could we, I wonder if we could find that, y'all. Throw it out there to our listeners.
2: So, according to Google, they're one and two. Mm. The Chuck Taylors and the classic, the Air Jordan 1s, are number one now.
0: Wow. wow. Oh, top selling shoes all time, huh?
2: Yep, yep.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm looking at a list here. Jordan has one, <laughs> two, three. Four, five, like he has like seven or eight on the top list, of of two types, but Chuck Taylor's right. I told you, man. People forget about the power of them old Chucks, boy. Yeah,
2: you know, yeah. He got the the ones, the nines, the sevens, the threes, the fives, the fours. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow!
0: Wow!
1: And the list goes on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because when I was young, everybody wore we wore Chuck Taylors. You know that's. Yeah. What, and, and and I was kind of the la- that age when everybody start transitioning to le- leather shoes because because mm. we were kind of some cloth, some leather. And then once I started getting a little bit older in high school, then everything was just leather. But my, maybe my brother, because my brother's uh, older than me, you know, he looks older than me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he is older than me. He wore, he wore canvas shoes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He from that old school era. And then we start wearing the leather shoes, you know. Yeah,
1: so, yeah, this, been, this is going to be a great playoffs. The Wizards, they lost today against the 76ers. And, unfortunately, Westbrook twisted his ankle in the fourth. Ooh, uh, they actually had to eject a fan because as he was walking out, you know, you're already mad because you're losing. Then you twist your ankle. You really can't walk by yourself. A fan decided to pour popcorn on his head. Wow. And you know, oh, Westbrook, oh, I had a tiger. He wanted to go up there and box the guy. <laughs> yeah, that and they Westbrook. Restrained is... him and they had <laughs> yeah. to eject the player. So hopefully another fan will try to do that because it is a pandemic. First of all, it's gross anyway. But yeah. then it's a pandemic. That's a good you throwing popcorn at me? Yeah. You know,
2: cook them. Yeah.
1: Mama's cooking.
0: Mama's
2: cooking. And, I, and out of all the players, Westbrook. Is probably the last player you want to do that to. I feel yeah. like he would actually find this guy yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and oh, pull yeah, up for on sure. him. He got the scariest face, mad face in the game. He dude. does. You yeah. Do the mad face, you'd be like, this dude crazy. Yeah, man. that he, that wasn't smart on that fan. It, I hope n- he's okay, n-
1: not at all. <laughs> and if the Wizards, if they somehow come back and win this series, blame it on that fan.
0: Blame it on that fan. <laughs> he lit a fire. And Westbrook should call Kwame Brown and say, "Hey man, I'm still playing. I don't want to get fined. I need you to give me some mama's cooking on that fan, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> like this fan up for me. I'm gonna get his name name for you so you can light him up. Exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, thanks for the podcast. This has been great. Anything else?
0: I'm good, man. This has been a real good podcast. I'm so glad we're back, man. To all our our, our, our fans out there, all the people who love the podcast. Yep. Season we call two you winners. All our winners, we're on all social media, all platforms. Give us some comments, chime in, share it. Let's get the subscribers up, man, because we love doing this. We know that you love sports. We love sports. That's why we do it. We had a whole lot of fun.
2: Yep, yep, yep. And, uh, yeah, thank. welcome back. It's season two. Uh, took a hiatus, and we we're back right in time for the playoffs. And we'll be uh keep tuning in all the way
0: through the NBA Finals. Yeah, we're going to be live and popping during the Olympics, too. We have been we talked about that. we looking forward. We're going to yes. have some good Olympic coverage. We're going to have some fun. Team USA. I love the Summer Olympics. Me, too. Yeah. I love the Summer. But you know what? Real quick before we go. You know their COVID levels are high. Japan. Mm. So <clears throat> they're saying they might. I don't know if we're going like because it's so it's kind of a thing. Like, so the Olympic committees for the USA, Hey, we're going, we're going to be there, but the COVID things are kind of high. So people don't know if they're going to, you know, yeah.
1: Yeah. That'd be interesting. Hopefully the COVID rates go down in Japan. Hopefully as it warms up, um, that will kind of help. And I know that there have been a travel advisory for fans. U S is not recommending that people go to the Olympics. So hopefully they can, have it to where kind of like how they the were bubble. down in Florida the bubble and I think that they'll be able to execute that um properly because the Olympics it needs to happen and it's just a it's just a good time.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Well shout out to my brother man. I teased him a little bit today, man. He know I love him. We just having fun. He's one of the one of the guys who love our show. Um but yeah, so Mike B you got anything else? That's it. That's it. So hey, that's our podcast. Hit us up. Subscribe, share, hit us up in the comments. Hope you have a good time. And as we always do, Mike Burr, drop the beat.